Hello and welcome to episode five of the WW News Today podcast. My name's Eric Morton. This guy here is... Uh, was I supposed to introduce myself? Yeah, yeah, I, I think, had no idea. Yeah, give us, give us some I'm energy. I'm Tom Corliss. That's me. Tom Corliss, the guy Hello. with the desk. Well, now I have a table. Now he's the guy at the table. I have all sorts of different surfaces. I have desks, tables. <sighs> who would have thought we'd make it to five episodes? I mean, who was going to stop us? I, maybe the internet can stop us. I don't know. They've tried for 16 years to stop me. They haven't been successful yet. It's coming. One of these days, the internet's going to show up at our yeah. front door and we'll be done. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. Um, if you are a Wigs member, thank you very much. Right now, we are recording this ahead of time in the Wigs at the $7 and above level. Seven. Are able to watch this live. Jake has a studio view for them so they can kind of see how he does it, all that kind of stuff. So thank you, Wigs. We want to give these perks to the Wigs so that, uh, you know, give them a little something extra for their support. So thanks for your support, Wigs. We're going to go straight into this week's episode, are we? I don't know. Uh, we're going to discuss... As opposed to we've begun. What are we? What else are you going to do? I, I don't know. you got a point. Sometimes we banter. Someone, One person the said comment, you guys oh, you banter too much. You told, I didn't see the comment. It was like, me. oh, you guys went off topic too much. Otherwise, this was very good. And I was like, it's a podcast. It's supposed to be informal, and it can... You know, veer and... Here's the thing. People want to see us fight, so we have to probe into territories we might fight about. Like architectural achievements. Right. Architectural achievements. Reese's peanut butter uh, There were a ton of comments about the Reese's thing. I think more of them swayed towards you than me. Yeah. Like, I felt like the ratio of the regular standard... I don't like the little Halloween ones. I like the eggs. We could could argue about something different. Eggs, pumpkins, and trees. That is the order. Is that written in stone? Eggs, Eggs, pumpkins, and trees. Pumpkins and trees. Is that yes. all due to the appropriate ratio of cheese of chocolate to cheese of chocolate to peanut butter? Cheese, cheeses. The Reese's. Have you had the Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups? The <laughs> Reese's and cheese egg. Have you had? It's probably good. It's a breakfast sandwich. Reese's cheese and egg. <laughs> wow, we usually do these on Friday. It's Thursday. Can you tell? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really feeling it. We'll be funnier it. now than yeah. we'll be on news tonight. Oh, so. Well, yeah. We're funnier when we don't try to be funny. Is that what you're Correct. To? Yes. That's right. It's absolutely true. So the Disney 100 celebration. Mm. We had the birthday of the company a couple days ago. Yes. And this celebration has been going on for a while now. Yeah. And in some places it's kind of concluding and other places well, it's some just places getting it's ramped up. long done. Yeah. Now. So... Um, and I have to say, uh, for all the criticisms, it's in the top two of the hundred celebrations that the company has done in the parks. But it's the clear number two, right? Yeah, 100 Years of Magic. Oh, it was the best. Uh, was that 2001? 2001. That yeah. was Walt Disney's 100th birthday. Right. So not to be confused with the 100 Years of Wonder, depending on which cruise ship you like better, you might like the 100 Years of Magic or the 100 Years of Wonder. 100 Years of Fantasy is coming up in five years. Then we're going to have the 100 Years of Wish, the 100 Years of Dream. I don't know why they keep recycling these words. Because they're the the words that are associated with Disney, right? Magic especially. And uh, When they announced it as 100 Years of Wonder, I was like, that's not the word. Like magic for sure. Wonder, I don't know if that's the word I associate. There goes a fire truck. I don't know if it's the word I associate. I had to explain it because I assume they heard it. Um, maybe I think they, they probably knew what the sound was. Yeah, but we're out. Cause we're probably in the see front. it in a reflection. The museum's yeah. in the front room of the 
of yeah. the office. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, the one, the one. Yeah, like that's not the word I associate with Disney. Magic's the word I associate with Disney. Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, they made sense. Like for Disneyland's fiftieth, what it was the uh, at Disneyland, it was the happiest homecoming on Earth, and then around the world, it was the happiest celebration on Earth. And the Disney World's 50th was the most magical celebration on Earth. Oh, no, the world's most magical World's most magical Sorry. celebration. Yeah, the world's most magical celebration. Um, this They stylized this, though, as Disney 100 with no space. I assume to I save that. on ink. I don't – or spaces. I don't know. It's just like they thought it was fancy looking, like it looked cool. Yeah, I didn't love it. But then, like, yeah, in text it shows up that way, but there's clearly there's clearly a space, Right. The hundred's not on top of the Y here, so I don't know. So the celebration really launched at Disneyland, right? Yeah. January, they start putting up all kinds of stuff. So right. one of the first like, – it got off on a bad – on a to a bad start, yeah. right? Got off on the wrong foot. Is that – I don't know. Um, yeah. They had these banners all along kind of in uh, downtown route. Disney District and on the, the monorail or the uh, tram yeah. route. Uh, of landmark things that happen in company. That's a very nice thought. Attractions, movie releases, company milestones, yeah. And boom, right out of the gate, they get the dates of a lot of their own notable yeah. achievements incorrect. I think the Matterhorn had the wrong – it said the Matterhorn uh, was in 1955 yep. with the opening of the 59. park. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, – there were actually a few of these. Spelling errors. Then they uh, misquoted Walt – on the Mickey the statue. Mickey statue in the dead center yeah. of town square, like the the main kind of focal point for this celebration in the park, yeah. and they put it all started with a mouse. The quote is, "I hope we never lose sight that it was, it was all, all started, started by, by a mouse. mouse." So they mess up their yeah. own quote. Uh, some people may say it's ticky tech to point that out. I don't think so. I think when you're no. celebrating something like in, in a, a memorable quote from Walt Disney. I think you got to get it right, Camp, especially when you have all this time banner, to do it. You're producing banners and statues. You're not going to check, like, just to make sure you put the right thing on there? I don't understand. So just down the street a few years ago, I remember they put a new fountain in downtown Celebration. Yeah. And it had all kinds of problems. One of them, it spelled, it had an arrow pointing to Walt Disney World. Yeah. Remember that? I think yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. You're spending a lot of money to do this stuff. So many of those somebody banners would were wrong, though. The, yeah. there, were, there was a handful of banners. It wasn't just one. No, there was one they that first got people's attention. Then when we kind of went through and started looking them. at dates, we're like, Cruise Line, they had the wrong year that Cruise Line first voyage was. I remember that one. Um, something was weird about Magic Kingdom, I thought. That one had like a weird weird nomenclature or something. Um, there were a, it was There was a ton a ton of them are wrong. And keep in mind, this is a big celebration. It's something that's worth celebrating, right? A yeah. hundred years of this company that people love, that people's families have. Uh, it's a, it's like a, a touchstone for their entire family. Oh, it was right? Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Disney World was one word and World was, right, was right. lowercase. Right. Yeah. They had a lot of these weird things. But, I mean, this is stuff that's worth celebrating. This is a company that we love. And... I don't think that we would be so ticky-tack about it. People wouldn't even notice if they didn't love this company already. Yeah. So I know the comments right out of the gate are like, oh, you guys are just nitpicking this. And be no, I think no. I think it's worth pointing out that this celebration is a, is much like the 50th, which we may have another episode on, sort of a missed opportunity, right? So the things that went along with the celebration, the color scheme, I like the color scheme. 
the, the purple, purple and, and platinum. And platinum. Uh, yeah, I like the color scheme in theory. Like it looks, looks nice on there. It looks nice on their outfits. But when they decorated Main Street USA in Disneyland, those banners didn't look right. Something looked off. They looked cheap. They looked like, as I told you when we were there, it looked like, remember those America Online CDs they would just mail out to everyone in the 90s? It looked like one of those just cut in half, and that's the banner, and they just put those up yeah. and down Main Street sparingly, though. Like, yeah. they didn't go all, I didn't feel like they went there all out. too many, but. Well, there are areas where there's just, like, one or two, and you're like, what, is there, like, can you put up some thing, garland, or can you put up something else? The thing that killed me was the medallion. I couldn't believe. So they made there was the medallion with the three fairies, right? With uh, right. Flora, Fawn, oh, on Mary the castle. Uh, no, there, it was everywhere. But they had the one on the, the castle big, with them on the. Yeah, but yeah. there's the big medallion. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was on every lamppost. There were several in downtown Disney. It was in. It was on Buena Vista Street. It was everywhere. The same medallion. I was like, how much energy would it have taken to make? I don't know an additional three, four, or five designs. Instead, you just put this coin, this giant coin, everywhere. This big medallion, the same thing repeating, over and over and over, and it just felt so lazy. And they were designed to interact with magic bands that didn't work at first, and then when yeah. it did work, it wasn't really, it wasn't very impressive. Meanwhile, at Disney World, it's like it didn't exist. We're still celebrating the 50th, confusing the hell out of everyone because they think it's the 50th anniversary, and my, the next thing you know, it's the 100th. My favorite <laughs> thing was was uh, when the 50th was ending, I remember there were, there were several vloggers and people in the community who did videos about how they were going to turn the 50th into the 100th. Like, oh, the, the 50 on the castle is just going to become a 100, and they're going to— oh, I thought gonna, they were just going to draw times paint, two on it. They're going to paint all the— <laughs> All the Fab 50 statues, silver, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there like, they're not doing any of that. They're not doing You anything. guys, have, you have no idea. They are not doing anything. And then, you know, but it was it was comical to sit back and watch people going on. I'm like, they're just going to paint the castle again. And, blah, blah. and then nothing happened. Right. Absolutely nothing happened here. But then you go over to Disneyland, and they did open Runaway Railway as sort of a a part of the Disney 100 celebration. Sure. So Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway opens. Yeah. Toontown in general kind of That's March, yeah, that was a little later. Yeah, but it, you know, it's all part yeah. of the kind of it's all kind of rolled into this celebrating yeah. 100 years. Well, of, Disneyland, you know, Disneyland's thing it's still mostly a local audience, right? So Disneyland's thing is still every year figuring out what's going to be the reason to you got to give people a reason to visit every year, right? Right. That's kind of their thing. And so their thought was, all right, January of, of 23, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, the 100th is coming up there. It's like, well, that's not till November. It's like, well, we just, it's, we'll just celebrate that year. And when's it going to end? Well, it's going to end before, <laughs> before the actual anniversary because we don't, need, we don't need anything else going on during Halloween time or holidays at Disneyland Resort because both of those are well-established and tremendously performing seasonal events. That is true. So I don't know if it's was intentional or if it's just lack of communication, I tend to err on the side of lack of communication. They they tear down the hundred Oh, I don't think it was. Decor. I think the, 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 snow, the snow castle had to go up. But they, they tore it down like two days before yeah. the, the birthday. The timeline for the snow castle. They're like, no, we got to have snow on is. here now. Yeah, they, it's time to get ready. Yeah. You, you can't wait two days for the birthday no, of the hundred was over. They just left it because- It wasn't over yet. It was. It ended in August. 
I know, but at the Disneyland birthday it, itself. I understand that, but the event itself ended in August at Disneyland. That was the end of the event. That That's when it ended, regardless of anything. So, of course, like in typical Disney fashion, they're going to sit there and go, well, we're not going to take the 100 decorations down until you guys, like, once you guys have the crane and stuff, then right before you install the Christmas stuff, we'll take it down. So you think it was just to save money on when they had the crane? I, like, hey, since you got that crane already. I don't want to reduce it to a money thing, but I think it's a time thing where it's like, why are we going to go up there now and take this down and then leave it? And we don't even know. Right? The other thing is you don't know what damage was left behind, right? When you pull decor off of these things, there's always some sort of damage. So I think the idea was we don't want to deal with that damage in between Halloween and Christmas. Why don't we just wait till then? Then when we take it off, if there's damage, we cover it with the Christmas stuff. And if there's something we got to handle – then January, when we take the Christmas stuff off, we can deal with it. But right? two days. You can't wait two days for the actual the birthday before you start ripping is. the decor for I'm that not, birthday. Like, it's, it's silly, but the event was over. Like They weren't celebrating Disney 100 anymore. So Disneyland became the center for this and then started scaling back. And now Epcot, for whatever reason, has chosen I mean, I can tell uh, you the reason. over here money. I know. No. What? The reason is attendance is soft and they need a reason to make people go to Epcot. And they were like, well, how are we going to get people to come? The, the, the big finale of our Epcot expansion is this water playground and the, you know, planters and a festival pavilion in the middle of the park. How do you make people care about? And, and a fireworks show that was not supposed to be even part of anything. How do you make all this a, a thing people come to visit, Right. Um, and then the the sad thing is then the 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 rest of the middle world celebration fell behind, and the fireworks show, thanks to the music composer, fell behind. And now you've started this Disney one hundred celebration at Epcot. It's been going for a month already. And all the things that were marketed, the the, the reasons they're having the event aren't even done yet and won't be till December. I do think it's funny that you could say, hey, the this thing's been under construction since the 50th, and now we're at the 100th celebration. It's what it feels like as a park guest. But I guess I started before the 50th. Yeah. Wow. But I I mean, I think so. The, rewind. I don't want to compare it to 100 Years of Magic, but because they both share the 100 But we part, should. Yeah. So there's stuff from 100 Years of Magic that's, I think, um, I think uh, One Man's Dream was from yep. the 100 Years of Magic. Yeah. The obviously the sorcerer hat, at, yep. so Hollywood Studios was like the center That's of the chose, hundred years yeah. of magic celebration, right? Because Epcot had just been the center of the Millennium celebration, right. And Magic Kingdom is usually the center of the park. They don't have yeah. trouble selling tickets to Magic Kingdom. No, so. but it's also usually the center of the like Disney World anniversary celebrations, right? Which were still ubiquitous then, right? Every five years that was a thing. And this was the year they decided they, they were like, we're not going to celebrate the 30th of Disney World. Instead, we're going to do Walt's 100th. That was the decision. Was that, and that's why we stopped doing the anniversary celebrations at Disney World because they were like, 30th of Disney World or Walt Disney's 100th birthday? And everyone's like, Walt Disney's 100th birthday. Meanwhile, at Tokyo, they're like, we're preparing for the 41 and a half birthday celebration of the park. Like, God. they'll celebrate anything. There's a merchandise line every year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Hey, that's great. Yeah. I think it's great to. It's I different. mean, I'm not into dated merchandise, right? So, yeah, uh, this goes back to just being so, a sports fan, right? Yeah. Do you buy the the Jayhawks win a national championship? Do I buy the shirt that says no? Because I'm a fan of my team because I'm a fan of my team, not because they won a certain tournament. 
And so dated merchandise in general to me, just all it does is puts a, a countdown clock of when it's obsolete almost. It's like, I don't know. Nobody's, are you walking around with, you know, you're not wearing your 50th merchandise around the parks anymore, are you? I'd still bust out the button downs. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have some shirts. I could wear them, I guess. But like, I don't know. I don't like the dated merchandise. Hey, 2019, like. What what is that saying to people? Just I was here in twenty nineteen. Well, yeah, that that's what it's made for. But you know, when you're us, right? When you're this group, and you go more than once a year, typically, or even you go annually, that stuff is less special. If you go to Disney World like every four years, it's a way to remember when you went, right? That's why people love the dated stuff, like just that generic, like when they put the year. I hate that stuff. Stuff I like. I used to like that stuff. The art used to be better. I think it's gotten. I don't know. It's gotten forgettable over the years. It's not. I don't know. I don't know, and like the Disney 100 merchandise is, it's not dated per se. It doesn't all say so 2023 bad. in that weird font it's and different colors junk. and stuff, but I don't, I'm not a big fan of the it's merchandise. It feels like an afterthought. It was junk. It was more of this color thing. It's like an anniversary is a color, right? So like the 50th of Disney World, that iridescent, like that was all the merchandise. The merchandise didn't reflect the place, which is celebrating its 50th birthday. It reflected a color scheme choice, right? And the Disney 100 stuff, I felt the same. It was, it was oh, platinum and purple, and that's what you, you get a platinum and purple spirit jersey, and a platinum and purple cup, and a platinum and purple popcorn bucket, and a platinum and purple. Like just, you just get all this platinum and purple stuff, and that's it. And none of it is like, there were shining moments, right? For Disney World's 50th, the, the vault collection is phenomenal. Those, right. those oh, that no. team did I, the I most agree. incredible job. And then for the 100th, the one shining thing for me was the decade stuff. I yeah. love the decade stuff, like the plush choices. I got Bernard and Bianca with Evan Rude from The Rescuers. They made Yzma as a cat with a poison vial. That's, that's great. The Pegasus babies from Fantasia. Now, is the Eras stuff also considered part of the 100 celebration? Yeah, yeah. So, so the Eras like and the, the Decades, studios. I think, were both good. What was the other era? All the Eras stuff was just early, right? It, was all, it all ended up being like 30s to 50s. Yeah, right? it's all like it. founding of the company. It's yeah, like, and that stuff was good, but it was all super early on, right? And most I don't know that yeah. they've released anything new for that recently. So yeah, no, eras just there was no no other era ended up happening. The decades continued to happen, but the eras kind of did not. I think the decades were great because they bring you through this uh, chronological experience of maybe what your Disney experience yeah. is. Right, different films from different decades, mm -hmm. and if you're old like me, you know a lot of me are like oh I remember seeing the rescuers in theaters. Yeah, what I thought I was had cool that record just, as a kid. Someone was just like, they clearly sat there and went, you know, the, the easy thing to do would be to pick like the most popular, you know, two movies or whatever from each decade and do that. That's not what they did. They put some right? deep cuts in. Yeah. Like there was a lot of thought. Like someone fought to do a shaggy dog. I didn't buy that, but someone fought to do a shaggy dog plush. Was that yeah, one right. sold along with Madame Mim? That's a separate decade. That was, that was. What was Madame the one that was with Madame Merlin. Mim? Merlin oh, is the mouse. Merlin oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. mouse and Madame Mim is the dragon, which is also fantastic. I bought that one. Um, no, that that was great. And the pins were great. Like that that stuff, that was more of what the 100th should have been, calling out to specific milestones and moments in the history of the organization rather than – it had no focus, right? It was just that the company is 100, right? And that's – when that's your focus and your goal, of course the event's going to be very bland and forgettable, Right. And that's this. This focus became like, oh, if we make the character, they're kind of pie-eyed. 
then it's like they were a hundred years ago. This is not what the characters look like a hundred years ago. But you didn't celebrate anything. Hundred I'm gonna take us back to hundred years of magic. The hundred years of magic did a better job of understanding what people loved about the company, right? You watch that, like, look, the Disney 100 ads were great. Like, there was the one at the beginning, and then the, they just did the finale one. Yeah. They're great. But in the end, like, I'm watching, like, Captain America and Star Wars, and and I'm like, yeah, that's part of the company now. And if you want to build a commercial where it's, like, from, from you know, this from these generations and then to another, and the to another is Marvel and Star Wars and the more recent stuff in Kanto and that, that's great. But... Go do yourself a favor. Go watch the commercials for the 100 years of magic at Walt Disney World. And as a Disney fan, tell me they do not hit you in the feels, right? And what I I will never forget, like, my parents are the first Disney generation, right? They really are. They're kids of the 50s. That's that's really the Mickey Mouse Club and Disneyland, and that's that's really the beginning. And that commercial, I'll never forget the commercials or even the Disneyland, that, that, now I'm thinking of the Disneyland 50, the Happy Celebration on Earth commercial, yep. which was, you were the first Disney generation, maybe that is the 100 one, maybe I'm mixing them up. But it starts with someone saying you were the first Disney generation and it shows Mickey Mouse Club and Disneyland in the 50s. And then it's like, now introduce your kids to Bob, now or celebrate yeah. with you. But then the 100 Years of Magic thing was, it's been a part of me, it's been a part of you, a part of growing up together, sharing a dream come true, which is... What it is, right? For a hundred years, you know, it's been a rite of passage to go to a Disney park to see a Disney movie. That is part of American pop culture. That's our rite of passage. Yeah. And that's what the celebration should be, is that there is no entertainment company in the world that is really guaranteed to be a part of everybody's lives. And Disney is. There is some Disney thing that touches everyone, whether they like it or not. Um, it's a very special company for that reason. And instead we don't celebrate that. We celebrate that. Look how big we are now. We're huge. And that's, that's a celebration. Look what we bought. Like the celebration should be like a man arrived in California with $40 in a dream. And then this happened and this happened and this happened and it built and eventually became this thing that together we all share. Right. I think the Eras collection is kind of that, like, look what this guy did. Yeah. The early days, oh, came to California, built this thing around animation yeah. and all these things. So what I appreciate is- But the event that, did not. Right. right. But the the Vault collection, the, these are the two most successful parts of their respective uh, celebrations in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, for sure. The Vault collection celebrated the park, yeah. right? Disney World. It sell, had all these for throwbacks. For its 50th, yes. For its 50th. <laughs> right. So, but, it, but I'm saying you have all this stuff celebrating parks and- all this mm -hmm. stuff. The Eras collection really is more about kind of classic animation yeah. and these things. And then the Decades collection is all their films. So there's nothing actually in the Disney 100 celebration about the parks, maybe because they just did it for the 50th well, and the Vault was, collection. There was, there was Disneyland merchandise in the Eras collection. They had the – there was the framed sign that had about the grand opening uh, TV special – there oh, was yeah. the Tinkerbell statue where yeah. she's flying over the castle in the You're 50s right. art style. Um, there was there was park merch in in eras, not in decades. Yeah, the the yeah. decades were just films, yeah. right? These are yeah. uh, Which mostly fair. animated. It began as a film company, right? Like yeah. I'm I'm fine with that. Like park anniversaries should be about parks. Disney 100 should have been about everything. And if you wanted to focus on 
you know, the, the legacy is a film studio because 100 years ago you started as an animation studio. That's great. That's why, look, Wondrous Journeys, right, is the, besides the merchandise. The I love Wondrous Journeys. The one real highlight of Disney 100 around the world was Wondrous Journeys. It was a fantastic fireworks show. And they, they chose a theme that made sense of the 100th, right? It's like 100 years of Disney animation and every single animated feature we've ever made will be featured. And someone someone got the notes, right? Someone understood the assignment and and did the thing. It was also like it, that show is kind of about the creative process and self-doubt and failure and creating these things. I think it was a wonderful show. Yeah. World of Color 1, I felt like missed the mark. I mean, you might feel different. Sloppy seconds from the fireworks show, whatever they were allowed to do at that point, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought Wonders, staying, so. Wonders Journeys is great. And World of Color 1 was kind of... World of Color, if you separate those segments into just segments, it's some of the best stuff they've done with that show. As a cohesive show, it does not work, right? So technologically, in, in the show programming and, and that, that side of things and, and how impressive some of the new things they're doing are, World of Color 1 has some great moments. But as a, as a cohesive show, it's, it's incoherent. It's, it's, it's just not – bless you. It's just, <laughs> it's just not. I it, it it yeah it didn't. It, I think they got cold feet because the last for Disneyland sixtieth, they did a new World of Color World of Color celebrate, and it was very poorly received. It would it did not go well, and so I think they were worried about doing like a company history show. I don't think that was something they wanted to do. Um, and so they did it. World of Color One was fun. And at the end of the day, it felt like a proper celebration because you had two new nighttime shows. You know, that's, that's that's something. It's something people will show up for. Is there anything else you feel like they did right? They had what a bunch of food. They had the two nighttime spectacular. For Disneyland, even like I, you know, Disneyland seasonal events, they knocked the food out of the park. Like I've been there for the start of Halloween time several times, and just been like, this. There's some really cool stuff. There's some really good stuff and some really pretty stuff. Like they they do a good job in food and beverage there. For Disney 100, I couldn't tell you a single Disney 100 food item I had. Not a single one is coming to mind right now. Even at Epcot. They have new foods that they're calling Disney 100 foods, but they have nothing to do. If you're just eating it or someone handed it to you, you have yeah. no idea that this is celebrating Disney Other than the right? Mickey, right? They did the Mickey Nitro Pop. Sure. Oh, yeah. That, that swirls of swirled showcase. I wasn't there that day. That's about it. It opened late. Yeah. For whatever reason. That's so, about it. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that one out. But no, we, we haven't even gotten to the Disney World one yet. And we'll, we'll, it, it, that's another disaster to talk about drive us where you want to go on this then so you're gonna go are we done with disneyland yet i don't i don't know i mean what's there to say there were the medallions there was the purple stuff they opened a new ride they opened two nighttime I spectaculars don't call the ride part of it i think that's but they definitely marketed that they did the but it Town. wasn't like at least for disney world's 50th some of those rides were intended to open for the 50th they were intended to be part of a of an event that was the reason they got greenlit and, and put on the timetable they were on, right? Some of them didn't even make it to the 50th, like Tron, which opened right after. But Guardians was meant to be part of that event, right? So it, it is. It was. So it, was Moana. Well, so were a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But the difference with Railway was, was that was greenlit not with the intention of, oh, it'll be ready in time for Disney 100, 
right? Like in you know, you think someone just other, looked at the timeline and a yeah. Gantt chart. They're like, hey, look at this. There are other attractions in history where you go back and you look and you're like, oh, they they that was done specifically to open for that anniversary celebration. It will be a part of that. Like you know, but but this was not railway was not one of those. I I think thing the thing is coming out of the fiftieth at Disney World. I thought like. Brace yourself because they're going to go all out because this is the whole company for Disney 100. I felt like it was kind of just isolated. It's a little pockets of celebration, you know, out in California. Um, even at DCA, they had medallions and stuff, but it didn't feel like anything special was going on. I just, I just, yeah. I don't know. I felt for, you know, for a lot of reasons, a lot of people are like, oh, are they doing the 100 again? And you're like, yeah, one was for Walt's birthday, one is for the company's birthday. Yeah. And the one for Walt's birthday, people remember fondly, partially because it's, you know, over 20 years ago now. Oh, I but think because. Part of it, it because I think we good. actually can say that we think that they did a, a, a better job of honoring it. Do you want me to run down what, what we did for the 100th of, of, uh, of course. in 2001? Yeah. Right? So the number one, you got a new. You know, probably the worst part of the event in my mind, but nonetheless, you got a new park icon at, at MGM, which was the Sorcerer's Hat, right? Right. Um, Walt Disney One Man's Dream, which is a you know, I think people have been starving for a Disney history museum of sorts on and a Disney park, right? And they they nailed it the first time, right? In the film, Fantastic. right? It's that still film, going. People still love it. That's a wonderful film. They did a tremendous job recapping his life, and it's very emotional. And, like, I still get a little choked up every time I see that thing. I love it. Um, so that was great. Uh, what else did we have? Then then you had a you had a new parade at all four parks. It's going to blow your mind if you're a younger fan. All four Disney World parks used to have parades. Um, so two of them were not completely new. Um, Tapestry of Nations became Tapestry of Dreams. At Epcot, it was a slight retheme, and people will get – this will become a heated argument if you ask people which one they like better. The Tapestry of Nations slash Dreams people are very intense. Um, and then there was – what's the other I – guess, I guess I'm talking about um, – Jam and Jungle did – there were new floats, though. Jam and Jungle Parade at Animal Kingdom reused what was <laughs> – some things were developed for this weird thing called March of the Artimals where these giant animal puppets would come out, march down the street, and interact with guests um, in the early days of Animal Kingdom as it struggled to figure out how to get people to visit it. Um, they they were like, we need a parade, and the they quickly threw together these animal puppets and became March of the Animals. And then they're like, for the, for the 100 years, they're like, a new parade in every park, and then they added character jeeps, essentially, uh, in between all yeah. these animals, and that became uh, Mickey's Jam and Jungle, which I love to death and miss dearly all the time. Uh, and then studios had stars and motor cars parade where you had, as if it was a great movie premiere, you had Disney characters in very specialized cars arriving at a Hollywood premiere, which uh, was another divisive one. And then I think one that wasn't divisive, one thing, one parade that everybody loved was uh, share a dream come true yeah. at the magic kingdom, which everyone remembers as the snow globe, Yes. The snow globe float parade, but God, the the music was wonderful, and they had the theme. They had the show stop with the theme song, the Share a Dream Come True theme song, which was and Julie Andrews did the opening announcement, and then it was Peter Pan talking to Tinkerbell, and Tinkerbell's telling the story of how of Walt Disney's life, and he's like, it all started with a mouse, and then what happened? And you hear the pixie dust rolling, and then the parade is the story of what 
he, he, he created Mickey Mouse. And then what happened? And the parade is the story of what happened from that point on. Right, I got chills just talking about it. Look at I you love go. that. I love that parade so much. Look at the soft spot in Tom Corliss. For when they care and for when they make something that makes an emotional connection with a guest, absolutely. Like, share a dream come true. Go watch the original version with the show stops on YouTube and listen to the music and just the, the whole buildup with Julie Andrews doing the announcement first and then Peter and Tink talking about the setup and how it flows. And then it ends with... You know, the original version ends with the carousel uh, and the castle and, and the glass pane that has Walt walking through the castle. Yeah. At the end, it's it's really, really neat. It's very thoughtful. It was a great parade. Um, I'll throw a card up in the video when we put it up so yeah. people can watch it. Well, I don't think we have it, but we have a version of Shared Dream Culture. I don't think it's the, the showstop one. Although if I dig through... Somewhere there's camcorder footage. I'm sure I have somewhere from 2001 of that original version, but um, it's not something we have uploaded. It's when you're a lot shorter. You're like looking way up at the parade. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what else they do? Oh, exposition hall was. Um, they had the all those exhibits in there. There's a bunch of photo ops and stuff in there. Uh, that's um, that's Town Square Theater now for people. Right. Um, but but before it was exposition hall, and it was. Um, there was there used to be a pin store in there and a bunch of photo ops for the 100th. They stayed for a while after. Um, the other thing is I have a weird deep cut. Jo join oh, me no. On this, Everybody join me get on comfortable ride. for one of Tom's deep cuts. There were pins made. Um, but they weren't just pins. They were supposed to be something bigger. It was, And this was kind of the first step. Um, I think this was the first step in the road to magic bands. Um, they were magical moments pins. They were these big oh, plastic yeah. pins. See, everyone remembers them. Mm -hmm. They're real thick mm -hmm. and they'd light up. And the thing was, they said, if you go on certain rides or go to certain things, it'll light up different. Did they work? Not really. But what happened it's was- It's like it the was, precursor to glow with the show? It was. So the progression is magical moments pins, pal Mickey. Oh yeah, pal Mickey. Which was the Mickey plush that depending where you were would say certain things. Uh, and then the, that that continues the progression, right? To glow with the show, Magic Bands, <coughs> Magic Band Plus. They're all kind of in the same vein. It, it's all this evolution of guests carrying around some sort of interactive technology with them, right? Um, someone someone in our – if you're watching the live <coughs> recording of this, um, someone's dropped in the share a dream come true. Please wait to watch it later though. Oh, that's our 2006 video though. That won't have the show stops, but yeah. the show stop music is – uh, tremendous. Um, so it's also worth mentioning that running concurrently with the Disney 100 celebration was the Disneyland Paris 30th mm -hmm. and the Tokyo Disneyland 40th. Yep. And I mean, overlapping with and the Disneyland the celebration was our 50th. Our 50th because so, yeah. our 50th went on for yeah. a while. Meanwhile, Paris with the overlap were the only Disney resort in the world that put on a special event for the actual 100th day. They're the only ones that did it. Just two weeks after they... A smoking you know, celebration. Wow. Disneyland Paris. We got to talk about park anniversary celebrations at some point because I have a I have like a 30-minute rant probably um, about the Paris 30th compared to the... I got, I got 30 minutes. No, I mean, we're not doing it now. It doesn't, it doesn't tie into this topic. 
This is a, that's its own. Show. No, but I think it's important. Like they are celebrating these things, and I'm pretty sure that you believe that the Disneyland 30th celebration and the Tokyo Disneyland 40th were superior to what they did for the whole company's hundredth. Tokyo 40th is is okay, right? Like I my first trip to Tokyo was their 35th, and that was obviously much bigger and grander than the 40th, right? They're they're they were one of the last Disney resorts in the world to kind of return to normal ish. Um, and so it's been a slower build back to normal there for sure. Um, and so the 40th, I like the 40th. Is it like the 35th for me? No. And you could tell because there's a behind you over there, there's a whole shel- shelf of 35th anniversary stuff. If only actually. you could see. You can't see it at home. If you come to the show, you can. Um, but hey, by the way, if you want to visit us here in the studio, it's open to public, uh, to the public on yeah. some Thursdays. Go to WW News Tonight. Dot com. That'll have our show schedule. Yeah. You buy a ticket to the show, and and you're welcome to come hang out here in a museum before the show. We have also if you come to a Lorcana event. Yeah, we also are now hosting Lorcana events. Yeah, November 18th at 6 p.m. Mickey's birthday. Tickets mm-hmm. aren't up yet, but they're going to be like um, 12 bucks or something, right? I think 10. 10 or, bucks. I, I, I could be wrong. We don't have the info yet. I'm just giving you. Look, guys we know what you pay for those Lorcana cards. It'll be a pittance in comparison. Yeah, just and and there will be you know snacks and stuff. Uh, Punch and pie. So. Punch and pie. Um, but the Paris 30, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, do we really want to go? Do you want to do this now? Yeah, I want to do it now because we're, right, I mean, we could do specific anniversaries, but I love okay. a good rant and I'm, I'm so the Paris, ready for it. The Paris 30th, right? So we went and my parents' first trip, I took them. We were just there for the end of the 30th anniversary. You were there at the beginning too. I kind of. They decided to start it in March of 22. The actual anniversary of the park is April, April 12th of, of 22 was the actual anniversary. And I sat there, I was like, I could go to the beginning, but I, it doesn't feel right. I want to go to the actual, I want to be there the day. I want to be there for the actual anniversary day. So we were there for the actual anniversary. The event actually started in March of 22 um, because money. Um, but so Paris 30th, right? And this is a resort where, you know, in the scale of parks, Disney parks changing over 30 years, probably the one that's changed the least, right? So right. there's not a whole lot of need for nostalgia because- It's all still there living. A majority of, of it's still there. Um, but the the what, what they knew they could make people nostalgic about, they did, right? They did a line of merchandise with the Euro Disney logo, right? Um, they did, but even then, just their 30 stuff, right? They, they did have a color palette, right? There absolutely was, they did the color palette thing, just like the Disney 100, just like the 50th. They did that same thing, but then there was like silhouettes of all the park buildings and all this other stuff mixed in there, right? It felt cool. And then also their 30th logo was good, right? The Walt Disney World 50th logo is, I, I for me, the worst logo in the history of celebrations. Worse than just Disney the number parks. 100? Than this? I have the poster. They gave it a D23 and it was just 100. It was just 100. They gave us the posters at Destination D23. This is, I don't know. This is slightly better, I think. At least, I don't know. This makes more sense to me than that. I don't know what that 50 was supposed to represent. People told me, they're like, oh, it's half a hit in Mickey. Is it? Well, that's what the 30 of Paris like, is. No, it's what that one and they, actually They kind of took that from DVC's 30th, right? They did, but it was a tremendous logo. And, and then the drone show, right? It, it lent itself beautifully to the drone show. We were like, we can make a Mickey in the sky, and when we do, it's also our 30th logo, right? 
That's tremendous. But let look at the Paris 30th, right? And it's not I don't think it's any bigger or grander than the 35th in Tokyo or some of the other, or even, or even Walt Disney World 25th, probably still the one to beat. Epcot 40, not real what, good. What was that? Epcot that 40 was day? like some merch. Yeah. It was a day. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about like the real marketed ones yeah, that yeah, last yeah. like 12 to 18 months. Um, like the, I don't know, Disneyland Diamond Celebration. Yeah. Tremendous, tremendous. But Paris has never had that. Luxury, right? They've they've rarely been profitable over all their years. And this was the anniversary in the midst of them kind of finally making it, right? Um, and so, you know, they they did a new daytime show, which people immediately fell in love with, which was Dream and Shine Brighter, which is just a load, it was a load of fun, had great music, ton of performers, um, and just really well put together. Um, and so they had that. And then they're like, what are we going to do at night? Well, we're keeping the fireworks show, but what if, you know, like drones are a thing. What if we go hire a third-party company and make like this little, this pre and post show to the fireworks with drones? And I don't think they could have imagined what the crowd response would be. I think everyone assumes, because you, you've seen a television and you've watched a million sporting events or special events or whatever at this point on your television probably, where drones did something impressive in the sky, right? Right. But I don't think a lot of people had ever seen that in person still. And no one realized that. And so I think like once that started and people saw that giant 30 in the sky and then it turned into a Mickey, people were just like, oh, my God, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> people were blown away. The, the gasps never stopped. Whether we were there in April of 22 or the end now, like from up until the final night, you still heard that crowd gasp every time. For that drone show. Um, and then just, you know, I don't know. Just like the, the day of, right? Let's talk about the day of the actual anniversary, right? I'll, I'll take it back to the actual day of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. I remember being told earlier in that week that nothing was really going to happen. And we were going to post that. But I knew, like, Bob Chapek and his regime liked to be really reactive to whatever I did. So my fear was if on Monday of that week, and I think the anniversary was Friday, I don't remember, it was Friday or Saturday, I, I was like, if we run that there's no dedication ceremony or anything on Friday, then they're going to rush one together and do it. Even if it's half-ass, it's going to happen. I was like, let's just not do it. Let's let them dig their own grave for this. And that's what we decided to do. And so we knew all they were doing was the new welcome show was debuting. We knew that and we knew the cavalcade. And I was like, that's, that's essentially all they're doing. On Friday. And those are, those are going to be permanent things anyway. Those are going to last through the event. Um, I remember going to the welcome show. We had to go. It was the first one of a new welcome show. We had to go film it. And I remember like being packed in that crowd and it ends and the magic is calling. And the song is the only thing I like about the 50th, by the way, just about that and, and water pageant. And I hate that song. I know you hate it. I don't understand that. But um, the show ends and just you see everyone in the crowd. They all look at each other and they go, that's, that's it. I came here for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Walt Disney's last great dream. We're celebrating 50 years of it today. And the beginning of an 18-month celebration of this landmark moment, this achievement for this company that I have, I feel like I've been a part of. I'm emotionally invested. I love this thing. And I came – I had to be sure 
that I booked my trip, that I drove however far I drove, that I, you know, got there early in the morning, whatever your story was to being there on October 1st, 2021, you made some effort to be there. People booked hotel rooms at the contemporary. Oh, I got up at like four in the morning. Yeah, whatever. You're an idiot. And then to have that moment where nothing special happened, I think was just the biggest slap in the face to anyone and everyone, right? And for me, it was Disney World's 51st and a half anniversary ended up being the bigger deal, right? Because we got Happily Ever After back, which everyone wanted. We finally got Tron. Like they we cared got Epcot more. Forever. They cared more. They killed Harmonious, right? Yeah. They cared more after the fact, right? But Disneyland Paris 30th, like I remember that day when all the cast members, they have all the cast members, up, and we have this on video. You can go watch this. We were there. Um, they lined the whole street and they gave them special flags and special maps and they're waving and everyone's waving and Mickey and them in the, in the costumes are on the stage waving to everybody. And it's just, you know, it, it felt so special. It just felt like a very special day and it felt like a special event. But then what capped it off for me was I remember, look, I've been to a, I like going to park anniversaries. I think they're special days that there's, there's an aura around them. I enjoy being there for them, right? And I've been to a lot, right? I've been, you know, I think about uh, Disneyland and Tokyo and, um, you know, obviously all the parks here, we've done anniversary events and, and so on and so forth. And I just know every time there's been one of those events, there's always these rumblings that at night something special is going to happen. Maybe they're going to add something onto the fireworks or something. There's going to be some big moment, I'm sure. It never materializes. It's never actually happened. I remember like Disneyland's 55th, they talked about it all day and the fireworks were canceled in total so nothing happened. It's a very Disneyland thing to happen. Um, and it's just so many other park anniversaries like that where just nothing really happened. And Disney World 50th, right? We didn't get anything on the first day. We got nothing on the last day. Disneyland Paris 30th anniversary celebration where they're the last, the final night. Um, and so, first of all, before the fireworks is dreaming, shine brighter. People are crying. Oh, but the final performance of that, yeah. you're not even bring that up. But people are so attached to that, and the theme song. My God, the 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 music in Dream and Shine Brighter, but then also the 30th theme song, Among Cassie Lumine. Um, oh my God, and and they did. It's look, the U.S. Disney Parks created the playbook on the park anniversary celebrations, right? And that goes back to like Disneyland's 10th anniversary in 65, right? You have a theme song and the theme song plays and everything. You have the marching band play the theme song and it's in the parade and it's in the fireworks. And it's in, that's like the whole thing. And it feels like this big celebration, right? Um, and I think Disney kind of forgot that over the years. And then Tokyo and Paris, they still play by that playbook where it is, we developed a really catchy theme song and that theme song throughout the celebration will be everywhere. And it will feel like this big party and there will be decorations everywhere and it will feel very special. Um, and so you get really attached to these songs, I think. They, they, they mark moments in your life. They mark moments in time. Like, remember the magic, the Disney World 25th song? I think anyone who went, that version or the, or the more upbeat yeah. one um, that was in the parade – Whichever, if you visited Disney World during the 25th anniversary in 96 and 97, there is no way you do not have an emotional connection to that song. It speaks for a very specific moment in your life, a moment in time, and you when feel you something. When you see the castle for the first time in your life and you go, what the hell is that? I like the Kate Castle. But you're a yeah. person who went to Disney World your entire life. But also, what I'm if a person, you've never been there before and you go there and that's what you got? I'm a person that believes in things being special when they only exist 
for a certain amount of time, right? I think the Cake Castle was special. Same with the Disneyland Paris 30th. Everyone was sad on that last day about Dream and Shine Brighter going away, that the theme song would end, that the drone show would end. And I'm like, these things aren't special if they don't go Good away. Good things must What end. made it special is that you came for the, th I wouldn't have flown my parents across the ocean their first time in Europe in their lives if I didn't feel like this, they have to see this before it's over. It's going away. They have to see this. They have to see this show and they need to see these drones and they need to see this event before it's no longer a thing, right? And if so, if it doesn't go away the next day, there's no, there's no specialness to it, right? There's nothing to miss. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, the Dream and Shine, Final Dream and Shine Brighter, the whole, the entire hub just dancing and, and, and singing. And, and it was, oh um, my um, God, you go watch that. We have the last one filmed that's up. Like, I just, I lost it. I thought it was so fun. Everyone, there's a moment where they're singing Be Our Guest in the song. And it's, after all, now this is France. And the whole crowd, no matter if you'd seen the show twice or a hundred times, all just at least knew, like, we all have to do this one line. This one line, we're all going to scream. And it's this great moment. After all, now this is France, the whole crowd. Um... But with special later, again, Paris, not not Disney World, not the the power horse, you know, the the workhorse of the division, right? The one that brings in all the money. That's Disney World. Always has been historically, right? Yeah. Disneyland Paris has been this tumultuous. It was been blamed for almost ruining the company, right? Anytime you they watch some kind everything. of retrospective, yeah. they're like, and then Disneyland Paris almost ruined the company. Westcott was going to be built, <laughs> and then Disneyland Paris happened. Right. And they were going to build a Disney Sea in Long Beach, and then Disneyland Paris <laughs> happened. They are blamed for everything. Yeah. Euro Disney's blamed for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why did California Adventure turn out bad? Because Disneyland Paris. They spent so thousand money. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got we'll never get, We're never going to spend a bunch of money again like we did on, right? on Euro Disney, right? That's yeah. kind of the the lesson they took away from that. That's yeah. that You could say that the, the conservative choices that they make now yeah. are a result of oh, Euro sure. Disney. It, it altered the course the of the company yeah. forever. And I think as long as people are still in the company who were there at that time, I think it's very hard to shake that failure, right? I know, like, I've heard stories from Universal Creative, right, where um, a lot of people that work there back when Blackstone owned the Universal Parks, like, still are a little little timid about pitching projects that are that are of a bigger budget because they they lived through when Universal Parks almost went out of business. They were if it wasn't for Horror Nights pre Harry Potter. The 2000s, the, the, the division was almost dead. Harry Potter saved it. That was the only thing. Black, that was like the la, that was the Hail Mary was getting the Harry Potter theme park rights to save the, the parks here. Otherwise, they were done. And now Blackstone is just trying to buy every private home in America. I read no. that the other day. No. Um, but yeah, so Disneyland Paris is not they, – they, they still aren't given that kind of – they don't have that kind of budget, right? They, they pulled off an amazing event, but they didn't have that kind of budget. But still, everyone's like, this is the last night of this 30th. This has been such an important moment for us. We've had such a successful 18 months. This needs to go out. This needs to be special in some way, right? So first they do the drone show before the fireworks show. And the drone show, they add a bunch of pyro to it. And everyone's like, oh, wow. They made the drone show special for tonight. That alone meant a lot. That was just such a huge thank you to everyone who was there, right?
Everyone who came to say goodbye to the 30th felt appreciated. Right. And as a guest, that's that's the Disney difference. Is the, and I, I think the company has lost sight of that. So many times over the year they talk about, oh yeah, we are our level of customer service and blah, blah, blah. What people like about their customer service is that they feel appreciated. Right. So when those when someone fought to add fireworks to the drone show for one night only, people felt appreciated. Did they hit any hit any of them? What do you mean? The drones? Yeah. No, the drones are fine. I've seen that them drop. That would be pretty cool. I've seen drones drop in that show. A, hit, you'll hit see a like just a flicker and then they just, you'll see just something go go into the ground from far away. Um, it happens. But uh, that felt special. And then so we watched Disney Dream. We're there already. So it's like, we're not going to leave. I saw some people left after the drone show because they're like, I've seen Disney Dreams before. It's fine. Which is still special because that was brought back as part of the grand finale for the 30th. Another a thing people asked for. And Disneyland Paris gave it to them. They were like, people were like, I don't like Disney Illuminations. It's a bad show. And finally, Disneyland Paris was like, you know what? For the grand finale, we'll give you the show you want back. Here you go. Have it. Um, and so that plays. And we get to the end of that show. And suddenly, the drones light up in the sky with the Disney Dreams logo. And I'm going, oh, my God. They're going to do something special to end the 30th. And what happened for the next four or five minutes is they proceed to, they start writing thank you in the sky with the drones in all the languages, the, 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 the predominant languages that visit Disneyland Paris. Okay. Um, but then on top of that, then they add pyro, the, the, the firework, the pyro they added to the stages that are in the hub for Dream and Shine Brighter mm -hmm. go off in the middle of the show. So like there's drones, there's pyro, the stage is exploding, like, and it's all this big moment and they actually- Just for one performance. And it's this different recording. It's this more emotional recording of the, of the theme from the anniversary. It's this ballad as like a, as an emotional farewell. They're thanking you as fireworks go off and this emotional version of the, that's the last time you're going to hear the theme song. And, and then, so everyone's already like crying and it's very emotional. And then moments later on the train station, every night at the train station during the 30th, Mickey would come out and wave and say goodbye in his 30th costume. On the last night, all of the characters in their 30th costumes came out on the train station and waved as the theme song played. It's... These are little things. These are not giant investments. These are not huge costs when you're a big company like this. These are just little things that say, we appreciate that you came here and gave us your hard-earned money and had a good time. And here's a thank you for you being part of this thing with us, right? It is special when I do something once. And this is not an anniversary thing, but say what you want about Harmonious. I, I, I dislike yeah. the show. You don't leave singing the signature song, whatever. You know, they... It, it, it's well, because awkward. the songs keep end up in languages you don't know. Right. Um, but when they did the Harmonious Live, that one night performance yeah. of it, it was special and people yeah. loved it. People that hated Harmonious were like, oh. It was great. If they did it like this every night, I mean, they can't do that, right? No. You can't have live singers in all these pavilions yeah. doing all this stuff. But it was it was a one time thing, and mm -hmm. it was it was special. And they pulled yeah. out all the stops for. It. Now they pulled out all the stops because they were streaming it on Disney Plus and trying to make money, right? But mm. But that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that much about the, your Disneyland Paris experience. It sounds wonderful. You should watch. The I was drawing. busy. Was so cool. I was busy making sure that the bills still got paid while you were gone. Oh, and you were rewarded with a, uh, a lenticular, Phantom Manor lenticular portrait. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. And 
And I think you said you got me a uh, another newspaper. Oh, you have the so. newspaper clips. I got to bring you those yeah. still. Yeah. But no, look I mean, at me. Look how lucky they I wrote. Thank you in the sky, right? Like Disney World was like, get out, and Disney World Paris was like, you were a part of this. Thank you so much for coming. We spent time. Someone has programmed. A bunch of people have programmed and worked on a show for five. It's only five minutes, but someone sat there and programmed this just for all of you who are here tonight as a thank you. And and it was amazing. It wasn't just the thank yous. Like the Cheshire Cat face was in the sky, and and Miguel's guitar, and the Tangled Lantern, and it was the the last day of the fiftieth was just like we want to remind everyone that happily ever after we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> like the six people yeah. that loved Enchantment yeah. were there bawling, and everyone else was like pointing and laughing at them. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that was the best part of the fit, October first, twenty twenty one, the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. I've never seen the park so empty except for in the center of the park. So yeah. every ride was a walk-on for yeah. an hour and a half before the debut of Disney Enchantment. Yeah. And it was like when I was a kid. Run around and just hit all those rides at night. Yeah. Was, that was fantastic. You had the right idea. We then we stood in the hub and waited for Enchantment. And yeah, you were probably miserable. It ended. And, I and went, then it was over. Well, and like, that was some garbage. Yeah, that was a show. That was like if Happily Ever After was didn't own the right. If Disney didn't have the rights to their own music in Happily Ever After, <laughs> this is what it would be like. Um, it had its moments, but it, no, it didn't. It had there were the couple. rework was good, right? When they added yeah. the Walt stuff at the beginning, yeah. and I was like, the people that worked on this did a great job. It's a shame it's so late to the party, but yeah. this is this is what the fiftieth should have been. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, I mean Paris, and again, like that care for Disney One Hundred, they they did something. It wasn't as good as the thirtieth, but it was a one day thing. It was special, and it was more than anyone else did. Well, there you have it. More than anyone else did. Now we're not going to get a drone show at the Magic Kingdom. Why not? It's against the law to fly a drone and within three miles of the center of the Magic Kingdom. But isn't that Disney's? That's no, FAA regulation. Oh, is it really? A they thing? can't just say like, except for us. Oh. So well, I mean, yeah. they they have three other parks. Yeah, they could. Epcot might be too close. They could probably do it at Studios. Studios, or, they probably fly them from what what became the launch site, right? Yeah, the one they built across the. Road. They did it at Springs, right? They, yeah, and they flew. Yeah, they and at at Studios, they did for the opening of Galaxy's Edge. The they X flew Wings, the yeah. X Wing, which I wish they would have kept. It uh, that, that should happen do, every night. The X Wing should take off. There's going to be a night. whole article and a separate YouTube video I want to do about why um, I think I don't think the other Disney parks in, uh, can afford. Disney cannot afford to wait any longer to bring drones to another Disney park. I don't think they can. And then the other thing that this is completely off topic now, but have you watched the? I uploaded the Avengers Power of the Night drone show. Mm-hmm. What what was really fun about the Paris anniversary was going in April of twenty two and seeing the first version of Disney Delight and being like this is this is neat, and then they're like we're going to update this and then I went back when I went back later they had the updated version of Disney Delight and there's some new little they did yeah. some more complex things I was like this is neat, and then this this third trip during the thirtieth they had the Avengers drone show at the studios. And then you're, there's full characters in the sky dancing and oh. spaceships made of drones. And you're just like, all right, now now this is insane. Like watching the progression in a year and a half from, oh, look, we made the number 30 in the sky to Groot is dancing next to the <laughs> Tower of Terror. Jake corrected me. He posted a link to an article 
Uh, back in 2016, Disney was granted a waiver by the FAA. They that were, yeah. They can fly drones at their parks. I was going to um, say, because I remember there were a bunch of patents at that point. Also, yeah. Epcot, they, Epcot used to have, they had Skylightoscope and they had Surprise oh. in the Skies. Yeah. So they did have. The Mistake on the Lake. Yeah. As it was called. They did have some of that. So yeah. I, I, I'm wrong. I apologize. I Look, I don't know the logistics, right, of what the where the takeoff would be and where it needs to be. Um, there, there's a They've whole lot of logistics. They've got a lot of land of, back there. They got can't, you don't want to cross a guest path. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. And there, there are logistics, but if anyone can do it, I mean, this. There's plenty of room by the fireworks launch and, site. You, know, they, you could displace a, another black bear. You know, cut out some of there's some habitat. People, back people there. bring up the Disney Springs drone show. I want to clarify something. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And the drone technology then was so it was in its infancy. Right. To the point at which you go go back and watch those videos of that show. We have that. I remember standing there and being like, I think that's a tree. <laughs> and then they'd be like, I think that's a present. You almost couldn't tell what the things were. It was right. always a little off. They, they uh, did that at the they did that at the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I don't remember what year. It had but gotten a lot further by then. They did though. no, but they, it was intelligent. They did yeah. they did one at the Super Bowl when Lady Gaga performed at the halftime. It was in Houston, right? Yeah. She jumped off the roof of the stadium mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And you're like, I vaguely make out a Pepsi logo behind yeah. her and made out of drones. Yeah, you know, and and I know things look yeah. a lot cooler now. I don't know if it's the lighting or the ability to choreograph the drones I more think precisely. they choreograph more precisely, right? Because, again, watch that Avengers show. probably put better Groot, lighting on him, too. Groot shows up, and then he starts dancing. But but the coolest thing for me, I, I the the Milano, the, the, the ship from Guardians, yeah, the Milano. they just make the whole spaceship, and it, like, flies around. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. I don't even like Marvel. I don't like Marvel. But even I'm standing there loving that show because it's just so impressive. It's so well done. Captain America's whole shield is in the sky. Thor's hammer, like he's projected on the tower tower and he reaches the arm out and the, the drones make the hammer and it comes towards him. Oh, that's amazing. It's, it's great. That's very it's clever. It's phenomenal. Yeah, they, I don't think Disney can afford to wait because if you let Universal be the first here to do it, I think that's a huge disservice to the Walt Disney Company. They, they need to beat them to the punch. I would not wait. You know, I look for. I, I hope. I hope that happens. Yeah. I know we're like someone right now is upset that we're way off. Oh, no, this was about Disney 100. Well, it, it it may be, but I think there's a lot. There's a lot of conversation that can be had on the sides about this. Sure, stuff. it's not. It's not. We're not getting too deep into the Reese's peanut butter cups and stuff yet, which I think are my favorite segments of the show. So. <laughs> I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, Tom. They like to use DLP as an experiment. I don't think that's true. It, from the sound of things, it was Paris did that on their own, right? They hired a third-party company. That was not something they consulted the rest of the Disney company on for the drone show. They just were like, what could we do? And that's what they came up with. It was a, it was a cheaper alternative than developing a new nighttime show, a new fireworks show for the park. And so that's what they did. But instead of being like, well, we have less money for this, you know, I guess just we'll just do a little something. They were like, what could we do that costs less and is going to be shorter, but but what could we do that would impress people? And that's what they, they're like, what if we hired like a, there's a third-party drone company. They're here in in France. Could we get them to do like a they're couple shapes Le in drone. the sky? Could we get them to do a couple shapes in the sky? And do you think people would like that? And people did. 
to the point in which now they have all this money. They they poured it. I think they spent a ton of money on the Avengers show. It looks like it at least. It, it's phenomenal. And then they put on a better show for one night only. The fair, the final show for the thirtieth was blew away the regular drone show. Eighteen months later, they had the money, the time. Uh, everything at their disposal at that point to be like, weird, let's just blow people away. And now in January, they're going to, you know, debut an even bigger drone show at Disneyland um, that it pays homage to the electrical parade, which I'm super excited about. I, it might make me the go. The Main Street electrical drone show? Yeah, right? It is. Oh, wow. I know. I Maybe, you know, if, if anything will get you to go to Paris, France in January, the weather will be beautiful, I'm sure. Um, it's going to be this drone show. So we'll see. we'll see what happens. It's a great way. Just have a traveling drone show for every anniversary. Sure. Just pack Tokyo did that that drone the the it was the fireworks and drone thing they did, the traveling show that went around Japan. It wasn't at the parks. Right. right. Yeah. No, but they went to like big venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big parks and yeah. like concerts. Or, yeah. What was that thing called? There were giant concert venues things. and stuff. Giant yeah. Japan Disney concert yeah. drone show. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. Those were cool. It seems like it would have been a nice addition to harmonious i will tell you like another cool thing was um tokyo um when was, was that the 30 no uh disney c 20th they did a traveling and it's something they've done for a lot of the park anniversaries they did a traveling live orchestra show in japan and oh yeah so i had spencer get tickets i went to that and that was the craziest thing to hear what is specifically park music we're not not disney Movie, but music. it's in cities throughout Park Japan. Music, yeah. and you're in this venue. It's packed. The venue is sold out. This giant venue in Tokyo, and they've all come just to hear Disney Sea Park music played by a live orchestra, and it it, it was the most amazing thing. And I'm just sitting there like, in a million years, this will never happen in America. No, we are not passionate enough about this. We don't. It's just not the same. But the the, the reason people, you know. Obviously, I love Tokyo for the quality, right? Like that's I, I love the quality. It reminds me uncompromising of, quality. Yeah, the same thing my parents said. Now that they've been to Paris and, and Tokyo, it's it's they they remind them of when we started going when they took Disney me World as a in kid. the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah. It reminds them of that. And that was the big thing, and that's that's why I love it. But the other thing is, is just that they are the two most passionate fan bases of all the Disney parks in the world. The Paris fans, again, like camping out in that hub to be a part of that last dream and shine brighter. And they've, they've memorized all the choreography and they're dancing along and, um, you know, just weeping. And like the two, the two moments that stick out to me, these two moments, um, that mean so much are the, the final dream and shine brighter people, which was more celebratory. The, the, I, I think that audience a little more celebratory, right? It, it felt more like a party, um, and less like a funeral, but then, the last ever Dreaming Up parade in Tokyo where we followed the parade down the whole route as it ended and the whole parade route just weeping, just people, just the whole, there was not a dry eye in the whole parade route, just 50,000 people crying about a parade ending. Um, those are my people. <laughs> they get it, right? Uh, but they, but they, I'm they certain made that, that Tom was still like connection. this, get out of our way. No, I no, can't be touching. happy for other people. I, I, the thing that I, I love when people care about it the way I care about it. That's my thing, and so Tokyo and Paris have always felt that way because the but fan I, I'm bases not are picturing so passionate. You, I'm not picturing you dancing in the hub during a song. I sang along. I'm I was not filming. Picturing you weeping openly. 
at Not a Dreaming Park. Up wasn't the one. Not that one. I feel like you're ones. more of a crying on the inside kind of guy. Usually. Usually. Dancing on the inside kind um, of guy. <laughs> there was a, one, one of the... <laughs> If you have footage of Tom dancing in the hub at Disneyland Paris, you may not. Email it to eric at www.nt.com. Yeah. But, like, I, I can think of a couple Disney parks occasions I've cried at. Uh, number one was the first time I rode Journey into your imagination. <laughs> That's <laughs> that was real. not the good I'm kind of I'm not even tears. joking. Like, I remember, like, we got off the ride. And my parents were like, you want a soda? And like, I started to drink the soda, and, like, I felt tears come down. I was so upset that Figment was gone. Like, that was my childhood. And Figment was just, he wasn't in the ride. He just, he didn't exist anymore. They removed this beautiful, amazing thing and replaced it with the most soulless piece of garbage the company has ever produced. Did you ever go on that? The bad I'm one? starting to think maybe I didn't because on the yeah. last episode I said Journey into Your Imagination. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of Journey into Imagination. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, what year was that? Uh, 99 to 01. So ninety nine to 01 is a dark period of my life where I was, it was a never dark period here, for right? the parks. <laughs> well, I was I was I was very career driven at the time and I didn't live in Florida. So yeah, I, yeah. I, there are blank spaces in my Disney experience around then, and there are some other blank spaces like when I was in the Marines. When mm-hmm. obviously it just wasn't practical for me to go to Disney very often. You know, those other than that, been pretty plugged in. You know, since '05 or so. Um, another moment where some tears built up, first time I rode Mystic Manor. Because for me, that was that was such a moment of... Because it, it wasn't... Number one, it wasn't Tokyo, right? Tokyo's owned and operated by OLC. And I've uh, you come and understand why it's better, right? Because they, they just spend the money and they care. But Hong Kong Disneyland, that's that's the Disney park. They own a good percentage of that park, right? Um, and so ri- to ride Mystic Manor and realize like within the last several years... Disney themselves built a ride that evokes all the feelings of like Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion and the original Figment. Um, they just built a ride with original characters and an original score, an original song that just was, it, it just felt like every great Disney ride of the past. And so I got yeah. a little emotional with that. That was, that was amazing. I think outwardly, I've, I've gotten a lump in my throat a few times. Yeah. Um, but like usually these are, look, the Voices of Liberty. Um, when oh, they do yeah. w- 4th of July, when they sing Battle Hymn of the Republic, and yeah. if they do an echo set that has Battle Hymn of the Republic, it gets me every time, right? I remember one time they asked for the veterans to stand, like when they were singing the songs of the different services, yeah. and they sing the Marines hymn, and some like elderly guy in a wheelchair stands up, you know, can barely walk yeah. and stands up. I was like, oh man, are they setting? I'm looking for cameras. Like, are they setting this up? To- Is this fake? Is he a plant? It was too perfect. <sighs> Those are the days. Boy, we're, we're off topic. Yeah, we have to change the name of this episode now, don't we? It's about those freestyle machines. This, is, this episode <laughs> is a better, wow. This episode is a better celebration of 100 years of Disney than the 100 years of Disney celebration was. We've talked about more things that meant things to people in the 100-year history of this company than they did in the entire, uh, entirety of this year. I think it's important, though, to, to think about that because these sell, there are people that Give a damn. They work for this company. Still. Oh, for sure. And some of them are uh, hopefully tasked with doing these things. Yeah. So what held them back or did the people running it just not get why people like this I don't thing? think anyone cared. I think it was a last minute. Dis- I think Disneyland knew 
it was going to be an event, and so they developed two nighttime shows, and that was the decision. Is we need we need you know we're, we'll need two shows. We need to market them. It needs to feel special. There needs to be a reason for people to come visit us. The first eight months of twenty twenty three. So I right? think what they're good at with these, and we can go back to the vault collection at the fiftieth and the merch and some of that stuff. I think they're good at the things you can monetize celebrating these things, right? They're good at here's some merchandise, here's a theme, here's some stuff you that people yeah. can give us more money on. And the other things that are forming emotional co- connections or bringing back to reasons that you love the company or all these other things, they're like, you're going to come here anyway. So why yeah. would we do anything for you? Yeah, Go spend money. Yeah, I, Maybe that's negative, uh, but I just, is. what what is it? I mean, yeah. it, is it is that more or less feasible? Like, is that more likely to be the, the truth? The is people that... that work on this aren't fans themselves, so they don't understand what people like about the thing they they work for. They don't know what people they don't know why people care. They have no understanding of why people care. But you're right; there are people that do care, right? Because the people that fought for the Figment meet and greet at Epcot certainly cared, right? Um, at the same time, so Epcot celebrating his fortieth, yeah. Um, I think Joe actually, somebody said it in the chat earlier, there was like, they took the same figment popcorn bucket and just put a new lanyard on it. They're like, here you yeah, go. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't have it yet, you know? Yeah, like that, I mean, that's I not, was happy to see the I don't think that's again. the greatest example, right? Because there was merchandise that day. They did a, there was a World of Motion and a Horizons pin. Like, they care. Someone cared. No, no, I think the merchandise for Epcot 40 was, was yeah. fine. I mean, yes, they're still having trouble selling some of that stuff. Go to, go to your local outlet. Oh. Uh, but some of that stuff sold out real quick. Yeah. So I think the they weren't in touch. The watch, the magic bands. Yeah. I, it was hard to find a magic band. I mean, they would yeah. restock every now and then. That watch was gone day one. Yeah. Broke. You know, a lot of that stuff was was gone. And then yeah. some of that stuff hung around forever. Yeah. Um, but let's let's do this exercise then. So it is, the year is 2020. And Tom, you are in charge of organizing the Disney 100 celebration. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it the Disney 100 celebration because you can come up with what your own thing. Yeah. The uh, the 100 Years of Wonder, you can call it whatever. You know, you're going to brand sure. this thing. You're going to roll it out. Where are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? What what notes do we have to hit on this? Man, I was not prepared for this. No, we didn't. We didn't prepare for this. I don't. I think I would have waited, number one. I think it would have started in November. Okay. Um, you know, having seen once – we haven't talked about Once Upon a Studio, but I think that was that was the highlight of Disney 100. Yeah. But again, it's another case of clearly a bunch of people cared, right? Everyone that worked on that clearly cared. Like to, to for someone to be like, oh, remember the Robin Williams thing at, at the MGM Studios? We used right. to have a studio there where we animated. Yeah. What if we some some point in this little film there's a reference to that and Robin Williams Lost Boy character goes past a glass window and is looking in on someone animating, like that shows incredible an incredible level of care, right? But beyond that, just throughout that, just the love of the and again I'm drawn to the park part, but the love of the animation library in that short is is phenomenal. There's so many characters that you would never expected characters from shorts like Nessie. Um, I think Peter and the Wolf is in there somewhere. Like everybody, except the Brers, everybody <laughs> is in for obvious reasons. Everybody. We don't talk about Brers. No, no. Um, everybody's in there. That's incredible love. I think 
What a missed opportunity to merchandise once upon a studio. I would have bought everything. Yeah. I would have bought that that picture at the end, the big picture. I know they gave it as a gift to cast members, but God, if they sold the photo with all the characters outside of the build, animation building, yeah, oh my God. Any merchandise they would have done related to Once Upon a Studio, I, I think myself and any Disney fan would have ripped off, uh, ripped off the shelves. Absolutely. Um, I think Wondrous Journeys was the right thing to do. If, if the event was at Disneyland, that fireworks show hit all the right notes. I think I wouldn't. I have no notes. On Wondrous Journeys. I, I'm, that, that could exist as it existed. Yes. And that's a proper part of Disney 100. I don't, I don't know how you celebrate Disney 100 in the parks other than I would, have done, I would have done a big update of Walt Disney Presents and put a film in at, at studios. And I probably would have done the same thing at the Opera House at Disneyland. I would have made really thoughtful exhibitions on the 100 years of the company, right? Um, I don't know what it, I don't know that this is the event I was going all in on. I don't would know. Did you that, celebrate it at Epcot? No. In Epcot's Absolutely current state? Absolutely not. No. No. I don't think I would have celebrated Disney World. I think after the 50th, it's just let's, let's, you know. Yeah, let them have it. Let them have the 100. Disneyland was like, that's his park. He walked that park. If it's going to happen anywhere, that's the place it should happen. Right? But I would have, there was no problem with updating, updating Walt Disney Presents at the studios would have been um, tremendous. If you had, now, one thing I would have done. Right. Actually, you know what? I like studios as the. I would have. I would have centered the event at studios. It makes sense, right? And within the context of the of, of they, them starting their studio. Yeah, right. I would have absolutely done that, right? And I would have, you know, I would have brought back the anime. I would have closed Launch Bay, brought back the animation building, and just put like a handful of rare character meet and greets that mean something to people, and just say like, "This is Disney 100." You turn that whole store at the exit of Launch Bay into the hundredth store. You put all that merchandise in there, right? Um, and then I would have probably updated again, update Walt Disney presents, put a special film in there for a year. Um, and you know, what else I would have done, I would have, if I was running things, then Mickey Minnie's runaway railway would have never been built. Well, and what I would have, what I would have done as the answer to updating that ride is I would have done the update. I think I've pitched it on news tonight. I would have done the great Disney movie ride. What a, what a way to celebrate a hundred years of the company to update that ride and make it all about all Disney films, Disney films, right? Yeah. If you, and look, I understand your, that's your company. Those are your movies. Why promote other people's movies? I'm okay with that logic. If that would have been the culmination of a hundred year celebration to build a ride that is a celebration of 100 years of your studio, I have no problem with that. I think that'd be a tremendous centerpiece to an event. I think that would be great. That's the thing I would have I would have tried to time with the celebration. I would have been like November 2023, we celebrate 100 years. We're, this ride has to be ready for that. Yeah. I actually, I think you did a good job. I'll, That's what that park should do. You'll get do, your right? bonus next quarter. That park should celebrate the the company. It should celebrate the the their contributions to Hollywood. All that era's stuff fits perfectly into that park, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would have brought back the Earful Tower. Yeah. <laughs> the Earful Tower. For no reason. Why not? It doesn't tie in, but I just I want it. Right. It'll make my my lamp in my office at home that much more special to yeah. have my own. You don't even have to have the Earful Tower. You could just do the tower. The just water actually tower, build like the, the tower portion. like yeah. at the studio. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Sure. I think you did a good job. What would you have done? Um, so I either would have leveraged it to try to speed up the completion of Epcot if I knew that they were going to force me sure. to use Epcot. Yeah. I would have leveraged that and then um, 
you know, had the whole center of the park ready for it. I'm with you, though. I think Epcot, while it is important to the story of Walt Disney and who yeah. he was, um, I think the Epcot isn't necessarily congruent with the idea of celebrating 100 years of a studio. No. So, um, but if it meant I could leverage that to get Epcot completed, I might yeah. give it a shot. You know, assuming, let's, let's just say I'm given Epcot and that's what I have to uh, have to work with. Um, a, I would have sped a nighttime spectacular celebrating Disney 100. Mm. I wouldn't call it, what are we calling it? We don't even know what we're calling it. But the, the new show is The 100 years of fun. Of the event? Yeah, we're not. Wait, we can name it whatever. 100 Years of Wonder. 100 Years fine, of Wonder. You criticized it at the beginning. I don't love yeah, it. Yeah, just because, like, when 100 Years of Magic was taken, I get it. I don't really, I don't care what the name of it is for the I want the 100th part. anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. That would be That's good. too long. It's not marketing. But at least explains what it is because people won't get it confused with 100 Years How of Magic. How about just 100 Years of Disney? Like just, 100 Years just, of Disney. There you go. Love it. 100 Years of Disney. We, we're already yeah. improving on this, right? No. Uh, yeah, a show on World Showcase Lagoon. Obviously, you have complications because Harmonious is – we didn't know har- we would have the ability to get rid of Harmonious at this point yeah. when we were assigned this project. Maybe leave a – maybe make a special Disney 100 or 100 Years of Disney Harmonious show. I don't know. You know make something there that is not what we have. I just don't like it at Epcot. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense at Epcot. I understand why they do it, right? I actually don't. I mean, I understand. Excuse to bring back. I understand your explanation. (laughs) I understand your explanation for Epcot, right? But I think Epcot already has those festivals to keep attendance going and all these kind of things. I think we're just worried about that that construction project just petering out, like no one caring because you ended with like the least exciting part of the project. I think because Epcot has so much capacity that that is the best one to try to fill up if you just want to get as many people coming as possible. So I guess from that standpoint, I can see it. Epcot is massive. But maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it doesn't belong in Florida. Maybe this celebration belongs in California. Yeah. But I, I like Hollywood Studio. I talked myself into Hollywood Studio. I like that. Yep, Jay Ware says, no celebrations at Epcot until construction's over. And then what are they celebrating? Food and wine. Food. The wine. 100 years of food and wine zone. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i not super critical of this celebration because I feel like it was never meant to be this huge thing. And so if they want to keep it low-key, they did a good job of keeping it low-key. No, see, I think they did too much. I think, I think they either should have went all in or all out. I don't think they did. And they went... They they kind of went. They, did too they much. took like one step in, and then we're like, "That's enough," and then stepped back. So they they put up banners and medallions, big deal. That's no, but not I too think much. they did and they too launched much a couple nighttime built, shows. Calling it a celebration built expectations that this event could not deliver on, right? Whether it was Disneyland right. or here, didn't matter. You either had to go all in, or it needed to be a, a understated thing that just. There were one or two things that were like, oh, it's our 100th anniversary, yay. So Wondrous Journeys, tremendous success. Yeah. World of Color one, eh. Stay. Runaway Railway, let's not pretend that that's, that's actually right. a celebration of 100 years of. But we got Soren back. I'm all right with the 100 years of wonder just because old Soren came back. Good Soren, as I call <laughs> good it. Good Soren. Good Soren. It is good. I, I there was one comment on news today where someone's like, I think it's awful. I like the new. I like new sword. The bent Eiffel Tower and the and I was CGI. Like, I was like, well, you could go to Shanghai where they like, you know, they, they need 
things thrown in their face to be interested in the ride. I don't know. I don't know anybody that thinks that version is a great. A whale and sand and a boat and a plane yeah, I, and, <laughs> and a balloon and a bo- and a bird and everything in your face. Yeah. Uh-oh, someone's getting ready to be thrown in our oh, face I for the transition. Say, how do we keep them interested? This ride's super boring. Like, here's a, <laughs> here's a whale and the plane's coming right at your face. <laughs> I've never seen anything that looks as fake as the Taj Mahal. Yeah. And soaring around the world, yeah. right? It looks horrible. And then, like, I don't need the baby polar bear to, like, stand up and, like, <laughs> look at me as we're flying. And the, and the calving of the ice. Everything. You're there at the perfect moment. Right. Everything has happened at this moment. Very fake. When you uh, compare that to soaring over California, right? Yeah. You got the guys riding up the mountain on, like, horses. Yeah. And they get to the top. And then... Something happens, and then the jets fly by. Like that, yeah. someone actually had to choreograph that and yeah. film it. Not like let me put this in my computer. Yeah, and that that transitions to then the the, the aircraft carrier. Yeah. I love that transition. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, compared to like this CGI like video game cutscene that we have that is soaring around the world. Yeah, I could go on and on about other films in that pavilion, <laughs> like Awesome Planet. Let's not. We're getting, we're already been off topic. We're way off topic. We're way off topic. Yeah, I guess we we didn't really talk about Disney 100 at Epcot because there's nothing to talk about, right? The Mickey statue got shipped from Disneyland and thrown into a planter. Is that thing that hard to make? To like, it looks like you just got dumped some plastic in a mold. Is that really? Do they really have to ship that all the way from California? They did. Yeah. I don't know. The, the only thing I like about the Epcot one is we got Soren back, and I like those Spaceship Earth signs they did. The 100 Spaceship Earth signs. Yeah. I think they're cool looking. I like those. Don't forget the now the Moana logo again. The banners out front are atrocious. Have you looked at yeah, the banners? They're, bad. they're all damaged. Yeah. They like arrived wrinkled and damaged and they just hung them as they were. But they all have the right dates. Well, it just says Disney 100. <laughs> there you go. They're, they're hideous. They're hideous. And I like that they finally lowered, they realized the 50th ones were super high, so they just lowered the, the things that they hung them on. Now, now they're within guest reach and view, and now they're they're way lower in quality. They're all damaged. That like sparkles have run off where they're supposed to be, and or like there's paint splotches in place. Go look at the Disney 100 banners at the entrance of Epcot if you haven't. They're not good. Okay, so one final question then. Yeah. Was it better or worse than the Disney World 50th? Worse. At least there were a couple things for the fi- the 50th was a real thing, right? It, it was a real ev- this didn't feel like a real event. It was mistimed. It didn't feel like anyone actually cared. It just felt like we're having it for the sake of having it. As opposed to the 50th, which there was a reason to have. It was the 50th, right? Did they do a good job with it? No. But like we got the water pageant with the 50th tag that was nice. I liked the theme song. We got the vault collection which was enjoyable. Um the 50th merchandise lines at the resorts were cool. I like the contemporary poly and fort lines. Um, what else I liked about the 50th? I guess not much else, but um, still, I'd still pick the 50th because it felt real at least. Yeah. The, Disney 100 is, is like a footnote in history, right? They botched the 50th, but the 100th, it's, it's not that they botched it. They didn't even try from the beginning, right? Someone in the chat, Jay Ware, said, to save money, Josh Tomorrow drove the Disney 100 signs across the country in a U-Haul. Wow. 
I'm surprised they didn't use anything else. So just the Mickey. The Mickey got chipped and nothing else. Are, are none of those medallions? No, because they have Spaceship Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're different. I think you pay more attention than me on stuff like that. Probably. <laughs> He's like, duh. That's kind of my thing. Duh. That's why, that's why I'm Tom and you stay here while I'm in Paris. To wow. Learn. Wow. I don't have anything else for you today, Tom. Pretty low-key episode. We had to film on we the fly. We yelled about a lot of things. That was low-key. We got into a topic I wanted to save for another show. We used that whole topic. We could right? still use that at some point. We'll about best and worst anniversary celebrations at some point, sure. A lot of tangents, but most of them were Disney-related this time. I think it tied in. Um, I'm sure that one person's going to leave a, a nasty comment again, but... We'll That's try. Fine. We'll get them eventually. That's fine. Look, the There'll eventually is, be an episode concise enough that they'll sign off on The audience show. is slowly growing, and if the price is a couple people every now and then say mean things about me or you or something we said, that's I've fine. I've just never had anyone say anything mean about me. I don't know if I can handle it. Hey, I know that you kind of like that's your thing is people say mean things about you. but oh, yeah, I know you're not used to it. I'm not as used to it. I was. Eric's very fragile. I'm not fragile. Very fragile. All right, well, well, let's go get a let's go get a uh, lemon water after this. <laughs> oh damn you! Do we need to plug? We should plug something, no? Yeah. As we plug, we plugged wigs, but didn't mention how you could join. Sure. So if you want to uh, join the wigs, uh, go. By the way, I was going to say the last time I watched uh, Happily Ever After on the fiftieth was uh, the day Man before Chandon? the fiftieth. No, the day before oh, the fiftieth was, supposed to was be uh, the, are we had a par- private party for Wigs members at a uh, overwater bungalow at yeah. the Polynesian. Uh, so if you want to be a Wigs member, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash WWNT yeah. or WWNT.com slash Patreon mm-hmm. or go to WWNT.com and click the Patreon link. I'm told that exists. It does. And, and they'll go, also, um, you know, we will, we will have another big event in May. Um, Stage 89, we're celebrating 35 years of Disney MGM Studios. Lined up several Imagineers already, which we'll announce soon. But they'll, I'm sure there will be something of a similar. Uh, there's always some Wigs exclusive event of some kind. We've done the bungalow party. There was a cabin party at our last We did event. a Copper Creek cabin. Copper Creek. So there's always, we always have something we do. And we don't stop until one of the Wigs does something that results in us being asked to oh, leave. This is a blast from the past. I'm going to post it. This was a shirt we had before Carousel Products. Tom Corliss' Mean Tweet. The Mean Tweet shirt. That was the thing with the angry orange bird. They said we've stooped to a new low. Mm. They want me to ask for lemon. Oh, the damn lemons. This was I don't know. We can edit that out. We're almost through. One more episode, and we'll, we'll, we will have seen all of Eric's T-shirts. Oh, no. You haven't even begun to see all my T-shirts. No, you only have six T-shirts. We're no, almost through. Here's Harry's 14. Chocolate Shop. Have we seen Orient Express? I don't remember which one you've worn on this yet. Orient Express? Did we get know. that one yet? No, I don't. Beefy King? Oh, I got to wear Beefy King. I got to represent Beefy, Beefy King. King. What, what are the shirts? Harry's Chocolate Shop, Beefy King, the German. What's the, the German boot? Oh, Hollerbox. The Willow Tree. Yeah. yeah. Um, Orient Express. What are the other ones? There's only like two more. Oh, no. I got bunches. No, you have two more shirts. <laughs> Try to think what they are. I'll think of them later. You only have one left. Oh, my C shirt. You know what? I have that mm, um, have burgundy C shirt. Yeah, you do. And I went to put it on the other day, and it like it didn't feel like it was thin or worn down, and my hand got snagged and put a hole right through it. So I had to order a new C shirt. I have a new C shirt coming. 
Hope you get some new A and B shirts too. No, no. <laughs> Someone such, said this was a top. Nice. Joe said this was a top five WWE News Today podcast episode. This is the fifth episode. Yeah, well, of the, the new version. There were a lot of episodes. Well, the, oh, no one has seen the old one because it wasn't on video, and wow. nobody wore pants. Apparently, you used <laughs> to have pants-free parties on Friday night, and I don't really want to drag the past that, into that'll this. That'll be the Wigs add-on at Stage Eighty Nine, the pants-free party. It's a pants-free party, all right. Da, 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 da. Disney Dream. You can party. also buy pants at CarouselOfProducts.com. We actually don't. Have we don't pants. have any pants for sale yet. <laughs> Uh, if you go to carouselaproducts.com, we have a deal going right now that's uh, been extended through yes. the end of this month. So go to carouselaproducts.com for the finest merchandise in the world. Yeah. Some of the biggest stars in Hollywood uh, and have, have been known to visit the website or not. I don't I'm winking. know. And uh, yeah, we got some good deals on there. You can get some shirts as cheap as what, five bucks? Yes. And there will be a new shirt very soon. It's long sleeve, isn't it? Perhaps. We might have a long... I needed a long sleeve shirt the last mm. few days. I Actually, I wore a long sleeve shirt, so you don't know about that one, do you? I don't know what's on that one. NASA. It's the long sleeve shirt the astronauts took to the moon. Yeah. It's dehydrated. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, without further ado, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for joining us. We will see you every Tuesday, 10 a.m., and if you're a Wigs member, Thursdays, Fridays, whenever we record, we'll try to live stream it for you. We are going to be recording a lot of episodes back to back to back. So Wigs, stand by. There's yeah. going to be a bunch of those coming for you because we no have to one's here in November. We have to record <laughs> four extra episodes. Four? Is it four? We have to record every episode for November before November first. No, the last week in November we're here. Oh no, because we're doing one on the, we're doing one live for the. Uh, Charity yeah, but also we're here the last week of November, too. So okay, so we've got to do three. I think three, yeah. We've done that before. Yeah, because I have your way, and then I'm on a cruise, and then I'm in Hong Kong, yeah. That's, that's Paris. <laughs> um, what? Oh, Par I don't know what they do in Hong Kong. In Paris, they smoke, but only like this, I'm told. And then, Hong I don't know what you guys do. Someone asked, uh, Solid Snickers asked, best ride ep exits episode when? The best exits of best rides. ride exit. Don't answer yet. This has to be an episode. I can't We've do a whole episode this. on that crap. Yes, you could. We did an over an hour long discussion on the old show about the best exits. That's a thing. No, not right now. Not spoiling it now. I can't believe I signed up for this crap. Let's make our best exit right now. We're gonna make our best exit. We'll see you again next Tuesday, right here. WWNT. See you Thanks real for soon. Watching. Bye.